0: I'm going to make
1: him an offer, can I feel the need, the need, for
0: speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fanick.
1: Go ahead, make my day.
0: He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids. Uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me together they bring you the best movies you've never seen
1: I will look for you I will find you
2: and I will kill you
0: rent bio stream the latest and greatest movies on fetch The best movies you've never seen.
2: The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club.
0: With Stephen Fennec and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Hello and welcome to the best movies you've never seen. My name is Stephen Fennec. Great to be with you. I'm joined by the person this podcast is named after. We could have called this The Education of Trevor Long. Trevor, how are you going, mate? <laughs> yeah, really good. It just
2: wouldn't have resonated with
0: people thinking, who no, the hell is Trevor maybe, Long? <laughs> maybe not. This week, we've got a massive movie, Joker. Now, this was only released two years ago, 2019. I thought it's it's the show's all about sort of mixing it up between older shows, more recent shows, and this was only released in 2019. And it was, uh, I think... For those who haven't seen it yet, there is an opportunity for you to sort of get off the podcast, watch it, and then come back to us. But I think uh, this is, I think, a movie that had a massive, a massive reaction. It was released in 2019, an incredible trailer. I remember seeing the trailer for this, and it was just, just the anticipation just went through the roof. Directed by Todd Phillips, who you may have known, you may have watched one of his earlier films. I think you would have.
2: The Hangover. Oh, I think I've seen it, yes. Yeah. So same guy who directed That doesn't strike me as the because that's a that's a very different movie to is Joker, right? So in terms of director, if you had to pick, if you were a millionaire and you knew your directors but didn't know that fact, yeah. there's no way you'd pick that, would you? It was well, this is his first kind of departure from that sort of comedic
0: sort of film, Genre. filmmaker. But uh, he brought us the hangover. Stars Joaquin Phoenix, Robert De Niro, they're the two main actors. Not a lot of other huge names in the cast. There is one that I will ask, I'm going to quiz you about later. I'm hoping that you'll recognize one of these guys in the movie. But I I saw this in the cinema. You never, you've only seen it for the first time now. So tell us before you even watched a frame, what was your mindset? What were you expecting here?
2: So I don't remember the trailer. I don't remember anything about it. But I obviously assumed it was somewhere based around Batman's Joker, because obviously Joker is a character in the Batman Universe, but I should be clear for people that think I'm a complete goose. Yes, I am. I don't understand those universes. I don't understand. My son is into the Marvel stuff. I don't understand the 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 the, the battle between the universes. So this was very new to me. I didn't know coming into this if this if this required me to have knowledge of the universe that Batman um, uh, elevated in. So that was for me the concern that you know it's such a fan based thing. I worried that this was going to go way over my head. Did you did you think it was going to be like a
0: full on like a superhero Marvel esque sort of movie? Did it surprise you that it wasn't that?
2: Um, without spoiling it, yes, um, I did expect it to be a very different style of movie. Okay,
0: yeah. Well, it was. It grossed a billion dollars worldwide in 2019. But can you believe, right? It grossed a billion dollars at the box office, but was still only the sixth highest grossing film oh. of 2019. Can you believe it? The films that beat it was Avengers Endgame, which was a monster, yep. Lion King, Frozen 2, which I'm sure you've already seen, yep. Spider-Man Far From Home, and Captain Marvel. So, you're, so of all Pretty those- Pretty competitive movies,
2: there. Three of those are Marvel, aren't they? Well, are all.
0: there's a lot of superhero films that, that got ahead of it. So you can just see what the box office was doing back yeah. then. But it was hailed at the Oscars, 11 Oscar nominations for two wins. Joaquin Phoenix wins for Best Actor. Wow. And it also won an Oscar for Best Original Score, by hilda goodneter she's the composer i think she's dutch and that's that's another great feature of the of the movie is the the soundtrack which is is just the cello it's, she's playing a cello throughout the whole soundtrack
2: incredible uh, i'm i am delighted to hear about the oscar for um joaquin because oh, we'll mate, talk about that performance yeah. we will talk about that that was that was acting Oh, absolutely
0: right. But the, Todd Phillips earned an Oscar nomination for Best Director. He was also nominated as co-writing uh, for Best Adapted Screenplay, also had an Oscar nomination for Cinematography, among others, and was also greeted by fans of the Batman universe in a positive way. I think you can just imagine how there's a lot of sticklers for storylines. I see this with Star Wars fans. Yeah, you know, that, that's not canon. That That wouldn't have worked that way. So I think Todd Phillips got a little bit of leeway from the fans and from Warner Brothers too, the, sort of the studio, who kind of let him create his own alternate universe for this. Because there are many other Jokers and many other storylines and origin stories, but this was purely his own, which I think he did a, a fantastic job with.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, because origin stories, I'm assuming this isn't the first time Joker's origin story has been written. No. And that's why I wonder whether it would be controversial from a fan base. Absolutely right. Well, this is the point
0: of the podcast we call The Last Exit Before the Freeway. We're going to get right into the scenes and we're going to give away a lot of spoilers. We're going to uh, take a deep dive. So this is your last chance. Uh, You can go away, though, and watch the film on
2: Fetch. Fetch are proud sponsors of uh, the best movies you've never seen. And I watch all these movies through Fetch. I get the Fetch remote. I use the voice search and I just say, show me Joker. And straight up, first result was Joker, and I could see the, the the movie poster. I could tell it was the right one. I clicked on it, and uh, I was had the option of renting or buying. I chose to buy it because I feel like this is the kind of movie that we're going to have on the fetch box as one of our catalogs. We can go into my stuff, and I've got my catch-up content. I've got my recordings, but I've also got my movies. Anything I've bought sits there, easy to access, so that when I want Jackson to watch this movie, when he moves out of his Marvel universe – He'll uh, come along and he can watch this with me at any time. So you can get a Fetch box through your internet provider. A lot of internet providers offer Fetch as a subscription service, or you can go to Harvey Norman and JB Hi-Fi and get one for yourself. Fetch, proud sponsors of the best movies you've never seen. Stephen.
0: Yes, uh well if you're still listening it means you've you've watched the movie we now we're now going to go into in-depth in the film and you know what I just wanted there's a couple of comments people have made about listening to the podcast they said that this is like a movie version of a book club they say they love they, they <laughs> love it when point. they get they know the movie that well, they, they have to watch to, yep. c- to participate in
2: this kind of a book club setup so uh, I reckon if, if we get enough feedback if we get enough engagement from people I'd be open to finding a way to bring in uh, people's comments in advance so we we, we know the, the runway of shows we're going to watch. We could maybe bring some of those in into these same areas. You know, how would, what would you tweet about it? What are your impressions and that kind of stuff? Maybe Absolutely. we could get some fan engagement on that as well.
0: Okay. Well, okay. we're uh, we've, You've seen the movie now. So what
2: what were your impressions after your first time watch? So first of all, I mean, it was much more brutal than I thought it was going to be. Um I don't know yeah, why I just violent, yeah do you know what I mean like it was yeah. it was at a violent level that I I wasn't anticipating um you mentioned when it was made I had no idea it was that new and so I'm yeah. like oh when robert de niro came out cuz I'm I like robert de niro I couldn't name all his movies but I've seen yeah. him in a lot of stuff right I went oh he's he's quite old um this is quite new that was at that point I went oh this is very new yeah. um but as soon as I understood that this was essentially an origin story a prequel um, into you know what is Batman I was all in because I was like okay now I get it I hear this and I kept and we'll talk about all the scenes but I kept picking up things that even though I'm not a massive you know Batman you know fan I don't know the universe I was hearing things and I say, so, mate I, I was I was impressed with it I thought mate I, what you just said about all the Oscars makes perfect sense yeah. I loved the cinematography it's very dark you know, yeah. it, it set the scene for Gotham City because you know this is a city that's you know bring being brought to ruin by crime and all that kind of stuff. So that darkness of it, you know, the, it was so well yeah. lit. It had a
0: somber tone, didn't it? And and they're, they're in the middle of a, of a garbage strike. They're talking about super rats and Did you notice all the garbage bags stacked up on the yeah. sidewalk? It was really oppressive. They still do that, that in New York, someplace. but anyway
2: the 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 <laughs> two things that stood sort of out to me quite weird. Um, the apartment I thought was very well constructed it was very dark but dingy and it was it it very it represented their lifestyle very well and also some of those scenes in uh like hospitals yeah you know long along alley uh long corridors and stuff they were they were just very well shot i i really liked the way it was shot um yeah it was a it was a it was a good movie and your tweet would be my my tweet would be batman fans looking for a backstory it's dark but it's worth a watch Joker, absolutely,
0: absolutely. Oh well, as I said, I saw this in the cinema. Uh, I was a very big fan of Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker, uh, and if you're if right. you're a fan of, of the Batman franchise, I think you you would still appreciate this. I've seen it. I own it on disc, and I've seen it several times. I, I, I'd, I'd watch it. That means if I'm going to buy it, I'm going to watch it a few times. I have seen it probably five times, I reckon, now in the in the last couple of years. Um, I can't believe it was the same director as The Hangover, Todd Phillips, yeah. but I did watch an interview with him, and he did say that the film. We'll talk about sort of the cast and and how they did it later on in the film. But Joaquin Phoenix is very much a an on the spot kind of actor, like he he would he needed to sort of to find something in the scene, and it was. He, he, Todd Phillips said it's very much like filming a comedy because the gold in a in filming a comedy is all the improvisation, and that he just lets them. Just go for it. And, and sometimes mm. it just produces just magic. And in well, can, this instance, he said it was a similar thing with Joaquin Phoenix. He just let him go and he would just come up with his stuff.
2: Well, can, before we get into the nitty-gritty of the scenes, I really want to talk about that because i I was blown away by his performance. So things that stood out to me were I can imagine interviewing him, and and him telling me the story of how he came up with the laugh because the laugh was so iconic, like you could tell, and we'll, we'll hear that later. But so that to me stood out as something. This was this felt like me hearing him as an actor really bring something to the show. The other thing was how much did, weight did he lose for this performance? Because we'll those, talk about that later. Those, I've got for you those scenes where where yeah. he's shirtless and he's he's. But you could basically see yeah. his skeleton, mate. It was just yeah. such a. It was such a whole body performance. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. It, it was, Brilliant Hold in that, that sense. Short. I've got something later
0: for you for that one. But no, you're right. It was just a remarkable performance. And, and his Oscar, I think, everyone who was nominated in his category, they would have said, listen, just give it to him now because yeah. we're done. <laughs> he's got it. Um, he was, he's had a pretty varied career, though. Like if you, There was a great movie he was in as a child uh, with Steve Martin called Parenthood. He played this young, troubled little kid in this comedy. Yeah. He also appeared in Gladiator. Remember with our, our old mate, Russell Crowe. So he plays um, the emperor's son in Gladiator and also was in a more recent film that would sort of appeal to you as well. I don't know whether you've seen it. A movie called Her, where he has a relationship oh, with the, the operating system thing. of his phone. Yes. So that was Joaquin Phoenix as well. So you can just see the various roles he's played and not not one of them are alike. So he's just such a chameleon and he can just disappear into the role. I wasn't watching Joaquin Phoenix, I was watching Arthur Fleck just yep. descend into madness into in this movie.
2: Yeah, no, I agree.
0: Robert De Niro, of course you've recognised him, legendary legendary actor, Goodfellas, he was in Godfather part 2 uh and many other films. The other the 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 woman The Memory's Neighbor was that was played by Zazie Beetz. She was in the Atlanta TV series. You know that's that series with um donald glover no. and he was she was also in the film geostorm with gerard butler but here's my quiz question for you trevor the character who played randall who was the guy who gave arthur the gun early in the oh. movie what show was he in that we both like and that has just returned to to air with
2: new episodes you give up Yeah, he's in no, he's he's in billions. Billions, correct. As I'm trying to pick his part he in. Plays Axe's investigator, Orange right. Mark. Yes. He's yes. investigator. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So he
0: was he was poor old Randall. We'll talk about what happens to him in the movie. But yeah. let's start off with the memorable scenes. And look right off the bat, you're seeing Gotham City. It looks pretty depressing, but there's this clown outside this theatre or a store with a going out of business and he's flipping his sign around. And yep. Uh, straight away you see the kids steal his sign and he's off chasing them down an alley and he gets the absolute bejesus beaten out of him Yeah, and he's laying on the ground. And I, I did notice with the, the, and I think you noticed too in your notes, the the water coming out of his flower. Yeah. He's just sort of pathetic. He's literally
2: been ground. beaten to a pulp. He's lying, you know, uh, motionless. And it, this is, this is, this goes to the cinematography, really low shot, dark alley, uh, dim lit, but you know, he's, he's clearly visible and, this this flower, you know, a prop yeah. flower just squirts the water, just drips out, you know, and it's just like that's the death of a clown, you know. It was. It was Do you reckon mate, that, that was, was in camera? Do you reckon that
0: happened that happened in camera, or was that a special effect they added later? Do you reckon they just sort of, or well, was that just a happy accident
2: that that water poured out at the right time? It was remarkable. I'm glad you noticed that, oh mate, <laughs> I I don't know. I'd be amazed. That was really cool. It yeah. strikes me as the sort of thing someone went, mate, make the flower, you know, squirt. But not squirt, <laughs> lose its water.
0: There was, there was a person on set whose job it was to make the flower squirt. Is that what yes, you're saying? Yes, exactly. All right. But it did set the scene. The yep. the city is sort of really, it's a bit of a powder keg going on. There's the garbage strike and all this unease. And it's uh, it really set the tone right off uh, from the opening scene.
2: And then it moves to this, this point where he's sitting in a room, he's smoking, he's with this woman who's kind of talking to her, but... I was quite struggling at that point with who this woman was. Was he at a psychiatrist? Was this a parole officer? Like, I, I literally couldn't work it out. And then this began the laughing too. You know, this, this weird laughter, a very distinct laughter um, and then I think I think it was actually a really good good shot solid shot of the of the woman you could see a badge that said something like social services I realized yeah. it was something to do with you know therapy it was something to do with social services because she started talking about did you bring your journal and and he mentioned there that that he was keeping a journal but he was also writing jokes um and that's where you kind of first hear that he's you know thinks that he's gonna be a comedian essentially yeah very inter- that was an interesting kind of setup for me because it didn't I struggled to make sense of it. Yeah. So straight away, you knew
0: that he was sort of, I think there was a, he says, oh, you know, um, you asked me if I'm having any negative thoughts. He goes, I've got nothing but negative thoughts. So you know that, okay, this is a troubled individual here and we're going to follow him with interest. And next scene we see is him uh, on the bus heading back home. And he's, uh, there's a kid sort of sitting on the back of the seat and he's trying to make him laugh. And the woman sort of rudely says, oh, look, can you stop, stop bothering my kid? And that's when we see him break out into this into this laughter <laughs> <laughs> now that was actually. Part of it was that scene taken on the bus, but someone actually went to the trouble of stitching together all his laughter
2: on, yeah. on, on YouTube. So that That's was, what I mean about, about it, it being it. quite an iconic laugh and something yeah. you could imagine he brought literally to the character. Um, yeah. Then he, he also out
0: card. He says, look, yeah. he, he hands the card over and, and I like how the card says, sorry, I, I'm laughing, I have a condition. Please turn over. Then it explains, yes, it's a medical condition. And then please return the card. that
2: <laughs> what it says on it? But you know what's and- interesting? And yeah. I mentioned this later on, but at that moment I went. She didn't give the card back. Oh, I thought she did. No, she didn't. Give I the didn't card see back. her give the card back. Okay. And I well, think that becomes relevant later on. Okay. In, yes, a, in a very okay. small yeah, way.
0: Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, you might be right. Good pickup. Okay. Good pickup.
2: So but, then, because yeah. then, then we move into this thing where he's 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 in an apartment with his mum. You realise that he's living at home with his mum. He's very much caring for her because he's you know brought her dinner. But you know they sit together. He jumps on the bed with her to watch this. Murray Franklin show. It's clearly like a Jay Leno style, you know, it's a talk, late night talk show, but he goes, he then drifts away to his fantasizing. You realize later that he's fantasizing that he's in the audience. Um, he stands up in the audience. Um, the host of the show, Murray Franklin, De Niro's character singles him out because he yelled out, you know, I love you. And he talks to him and he brings him down. And it's this really engaging moment. And it, it's not until after that, that you realize that whole thing was a dream. And, and it, it was literally just him, visualizing himself as a comedian, on stage with Murray Franklin. That was interesting
0: when you first see that, you're thinking at the start, you're thinking, is this for real? Is he remembering this for real? Then you remember, he's obviously having these fantasizing that yeah. uh, you know, if I had a son, I'd want him to be just like you. And uh, he, he was sort of dreaming out loud there. But we we move on to, like, he, he he's a clown for hire. I think Ha Ha's is the name of his agency. <laughs> and we find out that uh, he's one of his co-clowns, you call a co-worker. Randall found out that he got bashed up Sees the bruise on his back, and he goes, hey, "Yeah, mate, take this." And he gives him a gun. Yeah, he says, "Look here, this is for you to protect yourself. There's animals out there." And he goes, "Oh, I've never, I've never owned a gun." And Randall lays it on him,
2: and he says, um, "He says, I'm not allowed to have a gun." You he actually, in the next few scenes and stuff, he, he's kind of with the gun. He actually accidentally fires the gun in his in his apartment. There's a whole bunch of things <laughs> yeah. that yeah. that happen with the gun, but you know, essentially, he's he's like a you know he's a scrawny little clown. That Randall thinks needs to have something for self-defense, but the problem is, and then the next scene that we're going to talk about is, he's got the gun with him, and he's also he's a dancing clown. He's not just funny, he's not just you know crazy outfits, but he dances and he's in his children's ward and he's clearly bringing joy to these kids and they're dancing and singing and it's lovely. But the gun drops out of his out of his outfit onto the floor, and the gasp, you know, yeah. of the of the medical workers. And if from you that look point,
0: the background, so, I, I looked at the reactions of a, all. Yeah, of yeah the, there's a guy they, in the corner. I like, go, oh, what the hell? Yeah.
2: And he, So the gun drops, and at that point you realise he's going to be in trouble, and he's in a phone booth uh, with the boss of Ha Ha's, who is yeah. another actor I recognise, by the way, because he's yeah. in Law and Order, yeah. among other things. Um, and he's, he gets the sack, so he loses yeah. his job as a bloody clown. Yeah, he gets fired.
0: And, uh, but, mate, the pivotal scene is the ne- <laughs> this next scene where you've got to remember he's, he's despondent, right? He's lost yep. his job. He's going home, but he's got his gun. And he's on a train. And he's, he's seeing these these three people harassing this woman on the on the train, yep. and he just he can't help it. He he didn't have his card. You're right. You would have thought he would have produced his card to say See that,
2: because they these these three Wall Street you know yuppie's come up to him because he's laughing. They, he starts singing you know uh, where's the clown and, yeah, and
0: the clowns. and yeah. he starts
2: laughing and it's at that point where he he I'm sure he pats his his chest as if looking for the card.
0: Right. Okay, I didn't understand. All the times I've seen it, I, I just thought he didn't want to produce it, didn't see the opportunity to produce it, but no, that, you could be right. It's interesting because I saw it as him being not it, able
2: to produce it because I'm pretty confident that well, woman doesn't give it back. Do you
0: think they would have even paid attention if he had to pull the card out? They just would have thrown the card away. If he no,
2: but thinking, think of it as a sliding doors moment where if he had to pull the card out and they'd have yeah. laughed at him more and, and walked away, would he have killed him? Right. Maybe, maybe. Well that was that will what they end up beating the crap out of him.
0: And then he just turns around and just goes, boom, boom, two of them dead on the train. And then he waits for the other guy to come off the platform and then finishes him off as well. And, and then we're off to the races. This is the moment where the, the film sort of takes a pretty big turn and, you suddenly hear it about the clown vigilante and there's three wall street people that are killed and that just further divides the community
2: because critically this is front page news of course that three young wall street uh, executives or wall street traders have been killed on a train or at a train station that's front page news despite the crime you know that exists in gotham city um and that a clown is essentially a suspect if someone in a clown mask is reported yeah Um, but the, the the big thing here you need to understand i guess about this movie being part of the the batman universe as opposed to just a story about a bloke who's gone crazy and you know shoots someone is because gotham has has degraded into such a city that the people see this as a as a vigilante act um yeah. and so there's essentially an uprising in support of the clown as well, opposed to a- like, being against the the, the death I liken this to
0: lighting a fuse on the powder keg because yeah. this, this is when people started writing and gathering and protesting. So it really sets up, it sort of puts puts it up there, sets up the next part of the film and what's, what you can expect to happen later on in the movie.
2: But it doesn't just then, you know, disappear into this whole, you know, outrageous violence and stuff because you, you know, he could, goes on with life because there's clowns everywhere. He's not initially a suspect. He's not even part of the, you know, search. So he's just going on with life because then we get to see him do his first stand-up comedy gig. And at this point, by the way, he's had conversations with the neighbour. She's in the audience at the comedy gig. So it's kind of like they're going out. Um, it's painful to watch, but wasn't it? Him on stage laughing. and Yeah. He, he gets up and he essentially bombs. And here's some audio of this is Arthur at a, at a pretty packed stand-up comedy club.
1: I hated school as a, as a kid. <laughs> My mother would say, You should enjoy it. One day you'll have to work for a living. No, I won't, Ma. I'm going to be a comedian. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you don't need to laugh
0: at your own jokes, but I like that. People But,
2: but <laughs> that, that, that whole scene, right? Oh, that was as painful. you just said, painful to watch. Wow. Yeah, but again, it, it sets, mate, there's so much, this is what I love about this movie is so much well done moments. This little yeah. moment is scripted to show that he doesn't bomb completely because he does seemingly go on to do a performance of some sort. Yeah. Um, it shows, you know, that, that he's really is trying to be a comedian. It's not just some silly, you know, thing in his head, um, but it's just, it's painful to endure. So I, I thought that was very well done. Yeah, but uh, he he's with his neighbour and they they he's out in the street and
0: starts seeing he for the first time sees the headlines on the newsstands the clown vigilante I think he sees a like a sketch artist of the of the of the clown who committed the crime and he tries to match his facial expression and then he sees a, I think a, a clown mask in a car driving by yes so suddenly we're seeing. People are responding to this whole clown thing, starting to wear masks, wear makeup in the streets as a sign of like a uh, their own form of expression of their about how they're part of this repressed community. That sort of it's the rich v the poor and privileged v non privileged. So it really, sort of ups the stakes in this whole this whole powder keg of Gotham
2: City. And then then there's this moment where um, a name comes back into the show that was earlier mentioned, and we didn't mention it. I, I forgot to mention it, but. When he's when he's with his mum, she keeps talking about. Did you check the mail? Has there any mail from Thomas Wayne? And it was at that point, and then again, now reinforced in the movie where I'm going, okay, this Wayne thing, that's ringing bells with me. You know, <laughs> not as a massive Batman fan, I'm remembering something. I'm pretty sure Batman is Bruce Wayne. I'm pretty sure Wayne is yeah, is a big got, part of the Batman right.
0: thing. Yeah, Bruce Wayne, you got that right.
2: So, so this Thomas Wayne, I'm thinking, you know, who is this guy? How does this relate to the universe? I start now thinking about the universe as opposed to this movie. Yep. Um. And so he he actually at this point he essentially intercepts a letter from his mum. So his mum says she's been sending Thomas Wayne letters, and because she used to work for him, and Thomas Wayne talks about how they're all family, and she thinks they're you know they're obviously living in a bad way. She wants to you know write to him for support, but instead of posting this letter, seemingly for the first time, he opens it, and the letter talks about how you know their son, his son. And it's yeah. you have this aha moment <laughs> where you're like, hang on a minute. This woman, um, you know, Joker's mum, is essentially suggesting that penny, Thomas
0: penny name is.
2: Thomas yeah. Wayne is Arthur's father. And so all this thing is you sit in your head, you're going, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. So the Joker is Thomas Wayne's son. And I'm immediately going, wait, I had to pause the movie and go, hang on a minute. Thomas Wayne's son is the Joker, but hang on. Isn't Thomas Wayne's son also Bruce Wayne? Wait a minute. Batman <laughs> and Joker are brothers? Like, I'm literally, like, yeah. mind-blown moments. Half-brother,
0: Half at least. Oh, hey? yeah, wow. So no, that, was, that was interesting. It, it kind of sets up the next scene where he goes out to Wayne Manor. And he actually, I think, what are the odds he turns up at the gate and sees Bruce Wayne at the gate? But anyway, that's uh, how, they, how they did that. The <laughs> what are the odds that Batman?
2: on a 200-hectare <laughs> property, this
0: at the gate, seemingly yeah,
2: like, nine-year-old kid is, is playing on, on play equipment that's right next to the fence? Yeah. And,
0: and we're looking at, of course, Bruce Wayne, who is the future Batman. And he's performing tricks, and then he, made I, I turned my stomach when he stuck his thumbs in his mouth to make him smile. Did you think, oh, of, yeah, take it out. Who knows where that thumb's been? But, it's, it's, did
2: a very, but it did, for me.
0: It was disturbing. Yeah.
2: I, again, now on reflection, watching the whole movie, yeah. it sets something up about Bruce Wayne's character, yeah. right? He didn't run away when this random dude sticks his fingers in his mouth. and get, He also doesn't run away spoiler alert, when his parents are killed. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Like there's yeah.
2: something about this kid that's not normal. Of course.
0: But then the person, I think one of the people who work on their estate comes up and goes, who are you? And then says, oh, you know, you're delusional. He learns of his mother's delusions and says, oh, your mother was committed to an Arkham Asylum. And, and then he sort of said, no, don't say that. What do you mean? Like he's sort of starting to question what what happens here. And then uh, so we've got your, what you thought, uh, hang on a minute, Is 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 Batman Joker's brother or who's telling the truth? We've got so, two
2: we've got two potential storylines where yeah. um, Joker is Batman's half-brother or Joker's mum is mentally deranged, delusional and is making up a whole story of which she's not making it up just for for Arthur. She's been making it up since Arthur was born. so for 30 odd years. Um, so we've got these two storylines. but then you know he goes back home and discovers his mother being rushed to hospital in, a, in, a, in an ambulance. She's had a stroke detectives come to the hospital to question him so there's there's this whole real evolution now of you know escalating his presence essentially in front of police which is kind of fascinating and critical to the whole show now
0: but while he's in hospital too his mother's like unconscious in the bed and he, he flicks on murray franklin's show and who does he see on the show but himself someone back in when When this movie took place, I'll tell you the year later on, I'll I'll get you to guess what year it was, but let's just say that was before people had phones to film stuff. Someone manages to slip in a video camera somehow in the comedy club and they filmed his act. And Murray Franklin plays that clip on his show and how he introduced the clip. He said, check out this Joker. And then they played the clip. And, and so.
2: basically the point here is that this is a kid, Arthur, now an adult, who's been watching this show with his mum forever. Like, this has been their show to watch every night. And now he's seen himself on the show in raptures, but he also realises this guy's taken the mickey out of him. Like, he's he's not respecting him as a comedian. He's actually the butt of the joke. And that's... like but that's. Do, a- you think, do you think he thought that, though? I thought he was happy to see himself. I don't think he could... I don't think he had
0: that... Um... That emotion to be offended. He he saw himself on there thinking, "Wow, this is amazing." He I think he thought that as a good thing.
2: Don't you reckon? Yeah, I, I thought. I, my take was that no, he originally thought no, this is not good. Yeah. Um. You know, he's happy. He's excited to see himself on the show, but he realizes that it hasn't come across brilliantly. His his act. Um. The the, the thing is, then at this point, you've got this this problem where he's had this confrontation at the Wayne Manor. He definitely wants to confront Thomas Wayne because that's what he wants. He wants now. He wants to have his mother's letters answered and he's going to go direct. So he sneaks into a Charlie Chaplin movie. Thomas yep. Wayne's in the in the royal seats, essentially. He sees him go, essentially, out to the bathroom and he, he meets him in the bathroom and confronts his potential father who tells him that his mother's deranged again, tells him that he's adopted, and um, Thomas Wayne punches him in the face, like fair and square in the face. Yeah, maybe he starts laughing. He goes, "What you think this is funny? And because he doesn't reply, he just goes boom and just pops him on
0: the nose and then sort of again we're thinking uh, now he tells him that he's adopted so he's you can just imagine his mental state is fragile already and him learning of this which leads us to the next scene where he gets he gets the call from the murray franklin show to appear so the the talent booker has found his number somehow and said look would you like to come on the show Uh, uh murray would love to meet you have you on the show and he's he immediately says so who's this again and and then he eventually says, of course, yeah, I'll come on the show.
2: And see, I read that, I interpreted that as being, oh, this is awesome, but also this is my opportunity. Yeah. And not opportunity to make it as a comedian, but this is where his mind is now moving on to a whole different tact. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's why I didn't, I didn't see it at all as being positive that there's those clips appeared on the show. So, you know, that, that, that was a critical moment there, but you know, this is him. He's going to appear on the show. He's, he's going to be on the Murray Franklin show, but Again, at the same time, he's now trying to investigate this whole situation with his life. So he goes to this, you know, Arkham Hospital, to uh, Arkham State Hospital, to find the medical records from his mother's um, apparent breakdown or his birth, whatever it might be. And this guy goes down, finds records that are 30 years old. And I think he's about to essentially hand them over to him. But then he admits to this guy that he's essentially having psychotic delusions. And so the guy's like, well, hang on a minute, I'll tell you a little bit. But then yeah. after that, you need to get your mum to come and, uh, and, and sign out the records. But he, he yeah. reaches through the bars, grabs the records, runs like buggery, and then he starts reading all this stuff about his mother's psychiatric breakdown. And, uh, you know, yeah. he's, he's essentially lost the plot at this point, hasn't or he? How,
0: but also he learns, too, that not only was his mum in, in a serious mental condition, but also, too, that he'd been beaten as a child, he was adopted, that, you know, the, the condition that he had he thought was a psychiatric condition it was actually the result you learn of him being beaten up as a child. Yeah. He's now filled with his anger and thinking, who, who, who is my mother? Like he, he did, he's really sort of reached a point now where, well, now let's talk about the very next scene. He returns to hospital and suffocates his mother thinking, look, you know what? I thought my life was a tragedy, but you know what? It's a comedy. And then he pulls out the pillow and just, and, and just smothers his Birds mother, his and, and he's just now, well, all bets are off now. Yes. And you're just wondering, the next step is what's going to come next? This, yeah, this because whole it's, unpredictability. It's, it's really at there. this
2: point, because he's confronted Wayne, he's killed his mum, you're like, well, okay, this is obviously, this is now we've ticked over, this is Joker. <laughs> this is,
0: and hang on, so the body, count, the body count's now four. He's killed three people on the train. He's now killed his mother. So what's going to happen?
2: Um, So, and the next bit is probably one of the most brutal parts of the movie, and it's when he's at home, his mum's dead, um, and there's a knock on the door. He opens the door, and two of his clown mates come to visit him.
1: Hey, Arthur. How's it going? Oh, hey, guys.
2: Come on in.
0: Did you get a new kick?
2: No. Oh, you must be going down to that rally at City Hall. I hear it's gonna be nuts. Was oh, that today?
1: Yeah. Well, what's with the makeup then? My mom died. Celebrating. Right. Uh, we heard. That's that's why we came by. I figured, yeah, you could use some cheering up. Oh, sweet, but no, I feel good.
2: I stopped taking my medication. I feel. He Mate, stop taking his medication. He then, he then pulls out a pair of scissors and just stabs Randall in the neck and the eye, and it's far out. Man, that's some brutal yeah, stuff. Brutal.
0: Yeah, well, that, was, that was such a shock to see that for the first. You didn't expect it, although when, no, he one. does grab the scissors when he hears the door knock.
2: And, and also, so, the other part, and I actually thought it was a foreshadowing moment in this, in this scene where he latched the door shut yeah. the door and latched and it. And came in, yeah. And, uh, and I thought to myself, after he killed yeah. the bloke, I thought to myself, that little bloke's not, never getting out. <laughs> but
0: he was, and you could see him in the corner, cowering in the corner, going, oh, he was really scared. But he, he said to him, he goes, no, he goes, I oh, forget the little the character's name. He said, look, I'm not going to hurt you. He goes, you were the only one who was nice to me.
2: And don't you, you know, think these that? moments, this is one of those moments yeah. in a movie where you go, that didn't oh, go as I expected.
0: Oh, absolutely!
2: Yeah, Mate, you know he. So he he unlatches the door for him, and that this little guy's, like scared, and he can't. No, when he
0: first he tries to leave. He can't reach it. That's what I'm and saying. When he tries to get past him, and he scares me, goes, oh.
2: that's <laughs> what I'm saying." It was such. Yeah. I saw that happening because he latched the door yeah. when they came in, but he does. He then he opens the door for him, and my I thought he's gonna he's just gonna bash the door in his head. Yeah. Like I assumed, it's all the way through. I assumed he was gonna kill him. He was gone, Yeah, but he didn't. No.
0: Well, this. So this was the day where he was getting ready to go to the Murray Franklin show. Yep. So here's the scene where he dyes his hair green, he puts on the makeup, puts on the nice suit, and then does that famous dance down those long stairs. You know those stairs yeah. that we see earlier in the movie, he's trudging up those stairs.
2: See now that he's, now now yeah. I get why you go to these buddy movie venues when we travel the world together. Yes. Like yes. Stephen we'll I want to go to later. the stairs. We'll talk about that later. Where
0: they are, but, but interestingly, the, can I just yeah. say
2: in this before that he's dressed up, he leaves his apartment, he goes into what is a, a allegedly the girlfriend's apartment, yeah, and she doesn't know he's coming, and the daughter's just gone to bed, and she comes out, she's scared. It's at that moment you realise she was never his girlfriend; she was yeah. a figment of imagination, and I'm pretty sure he killed uh, her. I reckon.
0: All yes. Right. So that that happened earlier. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And she, he says, look. Look, my daughter's asleep. Just, just leave. And yeah, right. So you reckon that he imagined all that stuff? Yes. Because remember, there was a scene where he followed her. Yes. And she said, "Oh, look, were you? Was that you following me today?" Yes. And then because she worked in a bank, she said, "I was hoping you'd rob the place." She goes, "Look, I've got a gun. I can come tomorrow."
2: Yeah. And, <laughs> and then, then they it. they they hooked up. Right? So you he, thought that was just he imagined that? I, in my uh, mate, can yeah, you right. please get in touch with the director? In my mind, yeah. that whole relationship was imaginary okay no
0: because he there wasn't the scene I think the scene that you're thinking of was when there was a bit where he come in and he, he came into her apartment just kissed her remember that he just walked in that no, that's probably... so that's earlier nice no, I, okay.
2: that okay. I think all of that is imaginary I think all of that is imaginary because I think I think the bit where he he goes into her apartment after his mum died okay. before that's he killed the clowns yeah that's good yeah right. he okay. sits down she's like oh my God who the hell are you and what are you doing here it wasn't she didn't say she didn't come out of the room with a daughter and say Arthur what are you doing here she yeah. said, "Oh my God, what are you doing?" Yes, right. Like it was okay. an. She didn't know who he was. Okay. And All he right. killed her. I'm telling you right now. Add All her right. and the daughter to the body count.
0: Oh no. Okay. Well, he's he's at the <laughs> point now. <laughs> he's at the point now where he's doing this famous, and so many people have imitated this dance down the stairs yeah. with his nice suit. And then when he's sort heading towards the bottom of the stairs, the two detectives are back there, and they go Arthur, and then he he does he he runs off. They chase him onto the train. And don't forget, this was the day of the big rally. Yes. So he gets on the train. Train's packed full of people going to the rally, all dressed up in clown outfits, clown masks, makeup. The detectives get on the train. They lose him on the train. Then the people, They I think the detective fires a shot, and then everyone just turns on the detectives. And I don't think they get killed, but they get seriously no. injured. And get it seriously allows injured him to get away.
2: It yeah. stacks on. And allows him to get away. And essentially make his appearance at the the TV show. So he's he's backstage, he's in his dressing room and is as is quite common with these talk shows, so there's a knock on the door and the host comes to meet the guest quickly a, a little quick, you know, how do you do? Um and he meets Murray. And I think this is a really important part because it goes back to what you said earlier about how Murray referred to him on the show. Uh,
1: Murray one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker?
0: So, yeah, because he, he said, Oh, why would you want that? It's because when you, well, I was on your show, you said, Well, take a look at this Joker. And, so and Murray Franklin was responsible for naming the Joker. There you go.
2: And that's, that's, yeah. these are all cool parts of the, of the, you know, the origin story, isn't it? And the other things that, you know, we, we've seen throughout this lead up is he's rehearsing his, his appearance on the Murray Franklin show yes. by acting it out in, as, as, as it happens the night before to the point where he rehearses a knock knock joke after which he kills himself. So we now all in in the mind yes, of
0: the viewer. I'm waiting. This was this was got me when I first saw this. Like, cause there were a couple of times where he had his gun and he even practiced it in the dressing room, put it under his chin. Yep. I'm thinking, what are we going to see here? What yes. is going to go on? I reckon my theory here is right, and we're going to explain what happens later. My theory is that he changes he changes midstream. I agree. I reckon he was planning to do the, to neck himself live on the TV. Yes. But change
2: just shifted. And I tell you why that happened because he. He didn't do it when he was meant to, and he let slip that he was the killer of those three yeah, Wall Street he guys. nothing
0: to lose, you know, and,
2: whatever. And Murray then becomes a you know serious interviewer, and he, I think in his mind Murray becomes the enemy as opposed to being the idol. Yeah. So there's no way he went to that show wanting to kill the host of the show because he was his idol. and does it. I think boy, he does it because – Is that
0: shocking? Tell, tell me out of 10 how shocking that was for you when that happened.
2: Well, it was an eleven
0: for me when I first saw it. It was a
2: four or five for me. I, I oh, so You anticipated that this could be happening as soon as he didn't kill himself. Uh-huh. As soon as he didn't do the knock knock joke and kill himself, I went right. This is gone. He's really he's on. He's. I thought he was just going to, you know, spray yeah. them all. Wow. But the, the, it was. It was. The, there's so many things about that, right? Because again, critically in terms of um, scripting, directing, acting, right? This scene alone, he shoots him in the head. Yeah it's chaos in the in the room and yeah. then he stands up and he shoots him again. Yeah. And he doesn't run away. He, <laughs> he doesn't run away. Yeah, yeah. He's just standing there wandering around. He, he goes, goes up to the yeah. camera. So yeah. this is the point where you realize this guy is not just delusional. He's not just, you know, a psychopath. He is the joker. Like I feel like that's the moment where it's a yeah. it's the proper transition. Into being oh, yeah. the Joker. Oh yeah,
0: but he some he, well, he he gets arrested and he's in the back of the squad car and they're taking him back to to the police station. And by now, though, the rally has escalated into a full blown riot. So full swing, the riots are in full swing, and then he gets rammed by a hijacked ambulance. So they see this police car. You see the driver is a guy with a clown mask on. <laughs> yep. He rams the car. I don't know whether he kills the officers, but they're unconscious. He gets out of the car. He's now can, he's, he's on the standing on top of the car, and they're sort of hailing him as this new clown master.
2: Yes, and so it's just the whole place has descended into chaos. And meanwhile, over on the other side of town, Thomas Wayne leaves a, a venue with his wife and yeah. Bruce, and another guy dressed as a clown shoots Thomas Wayne and his wife right in yes. front of Bruce. And see, this is the moment. This that was more of a shock to me than than the other bloke. Be, not that they were shot because I knew that would happen because I know yep. Bruce Wayne's parents are killed. Yeah. But all the way along, once I realized this Joker versus Bruce Wayne thing, I assumed that in this movie, Joker would kill Batman. Arthur, so you
0: thought Arthur Fleck was going to kill. Correct. Right. Okay. So, cause there was a, I don't know whether you've seen the 1989 Batman. So with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson as the Joker.
2: No, but I desperately want to watch it now.
0: Yeah. It's brilliant. And, and, Directed uh, by uh, Tim Burton, and the scene spoiler alert: you know the Wayne fe- parents get killed. But oh, We know that the, now. Yeah, it's the Joker in that film before he becomes the Joker
2: who kills the Wayne family. See, Wayne okay, family. so maybe maybe that was in my head. So maybe yeah, I did know maybe. that because I think Jack
0: Nicholson before he was the Joker says, oh, "Have you ever danced with the devil in the in the cold moonlight?" And that's the same line he uses to Batman. And Batman says, Michael Keaton says to him at that in that scene, says, "You created me. You're the one who created Batman because of what yeah. you did to my parents." Yeah. So right. no, I can understand why you would sort of think that, assume that, that he was going to get around to finishing off the Waynes as well. But,
2: I, I, I got one yeah. more scene to talk about. And then I do want to talk about the the, I guess the trajectory of this universe, yeah. these these things. But the, the 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 weird thing about this movie is, and it, it sets up the conversation, but. He, he doesn't die in that crash. He, he, he's as some sort Your of state. hero. Yeah. But, but in some way, he is also then captured because he's, he's next seen in some sort of interrogation, asylum, sanitarium, again, with a, a woman who you don't quite know who she is. Yeah. And there's this conversation. But the final shot is him walking out in footsteps of blood. So he's clearly killed her yeah. as well. Well, is that symbolic? Is that happening? Like you see him sort of getting
0: chased up and down the hallway.
2: Yeah, it sort of this left goes up to in my the air. point about so yeah. much of it being imagination and some of it being real.
0: Yeah, and true
2: so, so that's what, a really
0: interesting take on it because looking back on it, you see his mental state and whether. Like how much of that actually happened and how much of it was playing in his head. I'm I'm going to watch it in a whole gonna say, new way now. You have
2: to watch it again. Yeah,
0: I'm going to watch it in a whole new way now.
2: So so what I want to understand now is because now knowing this is only two years old, does this? And again, I understand these universes are a money making exercise, right? So yeah. more movies. you're really Is there a about. sequel? You reckon? Uh, oh, is there a sequel? And do they do they bring in like? The problem with Batman is there's multiple Batman movies as well, isn't there? Which yeah. are all different stories. So, yep. do you go to the Michael Keaton and Jack Nick- what's his name? Nicholson? Nicholson. Yeah. I nearly said Jack Nicholas. That's the golfer. <laughs> He's the golfer. Jack, <laughs> Jack Nicholson um, yeah. movie. Do you? Because I I understand that's the best one, right? But there's there's a whole debate about oh, that, well, right? Uh,
0: yeah, that's that's debatable. Debatable, like, that right? But, one. Yeah, but yeah.
2: which one do you choose to follow the path of? Because imagine this one goes off, and you have that moment where you find out that actually. Um, Bruce, all along, has thought it was the Joker because all he remembers was a clown. But actually, it wasn't the Joker because the Joker yeah. was... You know well, see what I mean? There are rumours
0: of a sequel. So it's, it's not official. There's rumours that there's a Joker. Well, we go to the cinema
2: with Buffer Zone, but... Well, yeah. mate, we, yeah, definitely. But um,
0: <laughs> again, I think uh, he, he, Todd, Todd Phillips said he goes. Well, they basically gave us the license to create our own universe here, so you can just imagine the free reign he would have, yeah. for Joker Part yeah, Two. But-, but let's move on to the, the our favourite lines. Did you catch the line? Um, the from from the get go, there were a lot of good lines in the movie from the start.
2: Yeah, because one of the ones I liked, and, and we've got audio of it, it was about how crazy it was in the town.
1: Is it just me
2: or is it getting crazier out
0: there? That's in minute minute two of the movie,
2: like early, early in the movie. Because that's in in that scene where he's sitting with the doctor, isn't it? Uh, It is, yeah. We don't know who she is. uh, The psychiatrist, yeah. Um, But yeah, that that really starts up the process of going, what's going on with this guy?
0: What's happening, and, and then he's got his journal. Did you know? Did you catch glimpses of his journal? Do you remember? when yeah, he was was a naked woman in there, in the comedy club. The, uh, yeah, pages like a centerfold stuck in there.
2: But but again, uh, Stephen, that yeah. plays into my theory that the relationship with the woman was completely fake. You're right now. That yeah. that centerfold. I'm not going to watch this
0: the same again. I that think centerfold
2: is her in his mind it's oh, a okay, okay. it's a it's a woman of color naked in his joke book yeah, right. that's his imagination of his it, fake this, girlfriend down it, the hall
0: did you pause it then and and look at his notebook or not no i just that's i noticed it and and it, it played into live. my theory Joker's notebook deep dive. We can pause it later. Uh, one of the other quotes that I liked was um, that he goes, "Oh, my mother always told me to smile and put on a happy face," you know. And yeah. then that, that, that he says it a couple of times, doesn't he? He does, he does. And but the the very last near near the end, remember when he's he's on the back of the cop car and he stands up, and all his makeup is all messy, but he's got all blood in his mouth. Oh yes, and he draws a smile with Look his the blood. blood. That was that was unbelievable. He did a really good job. Too. Oh, that that's what I was going to say. That's such a great. Jewish, oh, I was going to say take.
2: how many times did they yeah. do that for him to use the fake blood that he's got a blurble around in his mouth, which can't be yeah. easy as an actor yeah. to draw an utterly perfect. It was it was perfect. smile. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So then, then the the moment before he killed his mum, where he yeah. where he where he says, "I thought my life was a tragedy, but it was actually a comedy." Yeah, he's actually oh, wow. it was a, actually an effing
0: comedy, but we won't say that here. But yeah, and then he uh, he pulls out the he pulls out the uh, the pillow and then uh, proceeds to kill his mum. But I think the, there's a really good sequence when he was on the Murray Show. It's sort of when he admits to killing the three Wall Street guys, and he goes off on a bit of a rant. Yes. Oh,
1: why is everybody so upset about these guys? If it was me dying on the sidewalk, you'd walk right over me. I pass you every day and you don't notice me. But these guys, what, because Thomas Wayne, cried about them on TV?
2: You have a problem
1: with Thomas Wayne. Yes, I do. Have you seen what it's like out there, Murray? Do you ever actually leave the studio? Everybody just yells and screams at each other. Nobody's civil anymore. Nobody thinks what it's like to be the other guy. You think men like Thomas Wayne ever think what it's like to be someone like me? To be somebody but themselves, they don't. They think that we'll just sit there and take it like good little boys, that we won't werewolf and go
0: wild. So that, that, to me, what he said there, you know, despite him admitting he's a murderer, what he said there about how, you know, if it was me on the ground, no one would pay attention. Do you think Wayne appreciates what's going on here? Yeah. That's actually probably the most sensible thing he said in the whole movie. So it's true to the what was which, happening.
2: Which is also conversely the weird moment of clarity where he goes, "I'm not going to kill myself. I'm going to yeah. kill Murray.
0: Marae. <laughs> Do
2: you know but what that I mean? Was just a brutal That's the moment. Way
0: brutal all righty we're going to move on to the section of uh how did that happen there's a couple of i've got a i've got two or three things here to discuss there was one and i think they should have put a little warning on the screen here kids don't try this at home where he locks himself in his fridge so he pulls out he pulls out all the stuff out of his fridge and it was one of those old fridges that clicks shut so it wasn't the one with the magnets that just open when you push it from the inside Mm. he locks himself in a click lock fridge did you see that scene? I don't even remember this happening. The, the detectives were leaving messages on his answering machine and he literally takes everything out of his fridge. I reckon he probably improved the whole thing and just puts himself in the fridge and shuts the door. I, I, my question is, who, who let him out? Yeah, who let him out? Yeah, who let him out? <laughs> yeah, let him out? Uh, my other question is, how did he not get caught for those murders? Like, Because you ought to remember... They would have had the ballistics report. They would have had the, the weapon – not the weapon. They would have had the bullets at least. Well, I think
2: – no, I, I don't, I've i not challenged that at all because I think about it. It's a timescale thing, and we'll talk about that apparently. But I, I, when it was, yeah. the kind of ballistics that were available, um, the best they would have had was um, Identikit, and it was a bloody cr- clown. And there yeah. was no, there was no one that really yeah. saw it anyway.
0: I, he sort of – he was sort of – And it also and seems like awful. a
2: very short time frame, like of days.
0: Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, it was only a few days. You're right. Uh, my other, my last question is, um, how the hell did he get the gun in the studio? It's, a, it's, it's, I, I know that I, I know whenever you go to the Today Show, they don't, they don't put you through a metal detector, do they?
2: No, they don't. So
0: it's, uh, the, the, getting the gun in the studio, security obviously wasn't pretty big back then, was it? So. Yeah. And also, it's, that,
2: you know, yeah. it's Gotham City, isn't it like America where people just bloody carry guns? I yeah. mean, I don't know. Maybe. Okay, things you might not know, Trev. There's yep. one scene. Do you remember
0: the scene when uh, he got fired? Yep. And then he says, he goes, "You know what? I haven't punched out yet." And he punches the punched. clock until yeah, yeah. it falls off the wall. Yep. Apparently, that was improvised. See, that wasn't in the wow. script. They just all stood there and thought, "What the hell is this boat doing?" And he just punched the clock wow. until it came off the wall. And they thought, "How good's this?" Now you're gonna. Know, this is. This might make you laugh, Trev. There is actually a link to this movie with Crocodile Dundee. What? I'll tell you now, the platform where, where uh, Arthur shoots the last guy, remember on the platform, he's walking towards him shooting? Yeah. That was the very same abandoned lower platform of the Ninth Avenue subway station that was used in the very last scene <laughs> of Crocodile Dundee. Do you remember Crocodile Dundee where she says, tell him I love him, and then he walks over everyone like he's walking on top of the sheep to, to, yeah. towards her? Yeah. That was the same set. Same platform where that was filmed.
2: Would have been used but, for a lot of things, wouldn't it? I know, but it just happens to be. But
0: the thing is, though, it doesn't end there. When he runs away from that shooting, he runs up out of the Chambers Street station, right? I know it. I've been there, this station. That station is the same spot where they filmed the that's scene. That's not a knife. That's not a knife. That's a knife. So in, wow. in the space of 30 seconds, two similarities to Crocodile Dundee. Right? Wow. No one picked that up at me. Um, the scene after the shooting, remember when, he, when he, he's, he's, he's sort of scared, running away, he goes into the bathroom. Do you remember that scene? Yep. Now, in the original script. Because it's he strange, was he's dancing to, and all this, yeah. Well, that's right. But in the original script, he was supposed to go in there and hide the gun. But Todd, I remember watching the extra features on the on the, the blue on the Blu-ray, and he was saying that it just didn't feel right. He has on the, what what they what they'd they just received the score. You know the cello score. He just received it. They played it, and he goes, I know exactly what to do. Roll the camera. And that's when he filmed that that slow dance in that room. And he goes, That was we just kept it in. Wow. So that wasn't in the script. So that they decided on the spot. From when he heard the sort of that melancholic cello score. So, I guess if he had have hidden the right. gun,
2: he could have gone back and gotten it before the, 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 well, the TV right. show. that's
0: right. So, <laughs> it kind of changed the whole sort of the whole direction of the film. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix became the second actor to win an Oscar for portraying the Joker. Oh, really? The first one being our, our very own Heath Ledger. Oh,
2: of Heath course, Ledger yes. played
0: the Joker in The Dark Knight and posthumously won the Best Actor Oscar. For the Dark Knight, which if you haven't seen that, is a brilliant, brilliant performance. Yeah, no, I haven't. And Joaquin Phoenix level brilliance there, right there for our uh, for the late Heath Ledger. Um, Some the 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 behind the scenes, according to director Todd Phillips, like Joaquin Phoenix was very much a method. He sort of he never ever wanted to uh, rehearse. He was always an on the spot, had to sort of be in the moment sort of actor. And Todd Phillips would say that often he would sometimes just walk off the set. If he wasn't feeling it, he'd just walk off. And then he could gather himself and come back and then they'd shoot the scene. Funny enough, he never ever did that when he was on, st- on set with Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro is apparently one of his idols. There was a bit of friction apparently beforehand. De Niro, who's very much an established actor, he's got his own process. He likes to do a read through of a script. Joaquin Phoenix refused. He said, "I never do that. I'm not going to do it." But eventually, they talked him into getting in a room, going through the script together, and they 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 had he sort of gave that concession to De Niro. So wow. there was a little bit of a bit of a, a little bit of a standoff before the film even started shooting. But Phoenix admitted he's a massive uh, Robert De Niro fan, and he uh, he relented there. Uh, the original what did you think of the length of it was it, it was two hours and one minute. was that was that uh, no, I thought you it was fine.
2: That? Yeah no I thought, I thought I didn't feel like it went on. It didn't drag
0: Would on. Tries you to learn the original cut of the movie was 155 minutes. So they, they cut out yeah. a fair bit of the movie. Apparently what Todd Phillips was saying was that every time Joaquin Phoenix got in front of the camera, he did something different. He said he could have had. he could have he, they apparently they edited this movie for a year and a half. They had so much footage. They didn't know what to include. So what he ended up doing is having snippets of those scenes that never made the movie included them in the trailer. He included it in promotional shots and things like that. So a fair bit of the movie was was cut, but there is no deleted scene section on the disc or anything like that. So it's alternate versions of the same scenes is probably what made it so long, and then they had to trim it. Um, Did you notice, now we're going to ask you, did you pick the year the movie was set in? Year that they did mention it. it, it is mentioned in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I just would have said 50s or something. No, no, 1981. It was oh, okay. 1981, So it was sort of pre, yeah, obviously it's hard to tell because you know,
2: yeah. Gotham yeah. is you know, it's descended yeah. into darkness, great. you don't really. Yeah. It was a it, it was oh,
0: 1981.
2: The reason I went with the 50s was the, the shot of him, uh, it was, it was like he was going to walk into Robber Bank, but he uh, didn't, which by yeah. the way is, is likely where she worked. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. It um. Weird. Yeah, so you know, I just felt like that 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 building and that everything just struck me as fifties. But anyway, yeah. For the record, it was nineteen eighty-one.
0: Okay. Now the staircase. Yes.
2: You saw it early in the movie. Where are we going, Stephen? Because we have he to go. Does,
0: yeah, he does the dance walking down the stairs, and it's become known as the Joker Stairs. They're actually located in the Bronx. Oh. These are the stairs that connect Shakespeare and Anderson Avenues at West One Hundred and Sixty Seventh Street in High Bridge in the Bronx. So next time we're in New York, we're going to catch a train out to the Bronx. And we'll and be we'll standing there with so a million
2: there. other people trying to get the I same try, photo. Yeah. There's a few people. Imagine trying you know, to get trying to get a shot with no one on it. I bet you it never happened. Yeah, good
0: luck. Yeah, good luck. You have to do it at like 1 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the morning and get okay, shot you while you're there. Earlier on, uh, how skinny was
2: Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah.
0: Would you believe he dropped 24 kilos...
2: Which for you and me weight isn't weight going weight. to make us look like that, but for him, no. yeah. man,
0: he looked sick. Which was and perfect. how he did it. Apparently, he said in an interview, he just ate an apple a day. That's all he had for to eat. was one apple a day until he dropped the weight. Wow, remarkable. He said he never. He did an interview on, with Jimmy Kimmel, saying I never went out with people. He goes because all our socializing is eating and drinking. So I never went out, never did anything, stayed home, ate an apple a day, and just let the let the weight drop off him. Uh, Another did you notice that someone else picked up too was the woman he rescued on the train. Remember it's the woman that was on the train. The the bloke was throwing French fries out and she hightails it out of there. Uh, Apparently she's seen later in the movie. She's in, when, when she, he sees uh, the taxi driving by and there's a person in the back wearing a clown mask. Apparently that was her. That same woman who was on the train was the woman behind the clown mask. Wow. According to great sources, but uh, that's that's the that's Joker. It's not the Joker. It's Joker. Yeah, 2019, and I'm really glad you've seen it and got to experience it because it is, I think, one of the best movies in recent years.
2: Oh, look, I'm fascinated by it. I have so many questions because I think that a, a sequel could follow up on whether the adoption was was doctored or whether it was real. You know, proving yep. whether or not Thomas Wayne made that up or whether she really did give birth to him. Like so many. There's so yeah. many unanswered questions.
0: I, I would err to the side where she's nuts. The mother, the mother's yeah, she's uh
2: she's. I don't know. Not, I, I, don't I mate, but come on, the idea of Joker Imagine and Batman, that. wow, come on, like yeah. you can't yeah, tell that, me that's it, not in the incredible. universe.
0: Incredible, yeah, I know. But, and that, that's the thing, though. There are so many. The, the 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 Heath Ledger Joker had a different backstory, and and like he had scars on his face because his father cut him open. You should Ooh. smile more. And that's why the hair's got the scars in his face. But in this movie, Arthur Fleck doesn't know his father. Jack Nicholson had a whole other, you know, he dropped into a vat of acid and that's why he's got white skin. So there's so many Joker origin stories. This is just another one. So what's your, uh, what's our wrap up, mate? What's our rating here you're going
2: to give us? Look, love the movie. I've got no dramas with it, but I'm going to be, I am going to be lower than previous movies because it's just, and this, I, th- I need to understand whether or not, when you're giving a movie a rating, it's, it's about the whole overall performance or whether it's just your yeah. opinion of the movie because, you know, it's so subjective, right? But yeah. for me, this is – when you talk about the other movies we've we've seen as not eights and nines and stuff, this yeah. is like a seven to me because it's not yeah. my kind of movie. Yeah, um,
0: I'll give it a solid eight. I'm a solid eight with this. It, it's yeah. a lot
2: darker and, and more violent than I it's would It's not normally. everyone's cup of tea, is it? Yeah. It's, it it's pretty
0: con- – like I reckon if my parents watched this, they'd be shocked. It's shocking, the yeah. movie. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, yeah, I love so it. Trevor, and, not and, some of The Kitties either, so, yeah. it's not No, this has hard. got a few years before yeah.
2: Jacko's watching this one. Yeah, totally.
0: Well, that's it. Joker. Our, our, your homework for next week, Trevor, Yeah, is the Alfred Hitchcock classic from 1960, Psycho. Yeah, wow, we're it going way back. Movie. That is our next movie. Came out in 1960, a classic Alfred Hitchcock film, one of his many classic films. But
2: All right, oh, well, well, I and everyone else listening can fire up your fetch. Uh, and search for Psycho. And the great thing, again, about Fetch is you can use the search to find it universally across all the different apps and platforms. So if it's on one of the streaming services you subscribe to, you can just watch it there. Otherwise, you can rent or buy it directly through the Fetch movie store. That's what I'll be doing within the next few days so that we can get together and talk Psycho. Look forward to it, mate. We'll talk to you next week. See you then.